0: is going on everyone absolutely uh the agenda is pulled up i have my agenda
1: i have my agenda as well i'm hoping it's the same agenda so this is an (laughs) awkward
0: i mean shit we had a shit ton of things to talk about any fucking way so
1: yeah a couple of these things are outdated uh yeah that, that 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 (laughs) that okay i I think we're good (laughs) yeah we're not not too bad i don't think no no i I wasn't like saying like oh that's outdated i'm like going through it and like trying to refresh my like thoughts and memories and i feel all All right Uh, so that's the deal with that bro i got my uh
0: covid shot yesterday yeah and and i don't like i don't want to say like i'm not in a situation where i'm not feeling well but i'm definitely sore and tired
1: I'll tell you this. I got, um, on a Wednesday, I got tattooed, and I got, uh, they call it the abyss, right? The inside of the elbow. Ouch. I, um and like, well, I'll get back to that in a second. I got tattooed on a Wednesday, I got two tattoos done, and then on Thursday, I got my first dose. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm, I'm I'm telling everyone, I feel like I'm starting to get a little bit cocky, because like, my elbow, and then the inside of my elbow, like, didn't particularly hurt like that, you know Th- what I mean? Fair enough, yeah. So, if like... If my knee ditch the back of my knee, once I get that tattooed and it doesn't hurt, I just going I'm gonna think I'm invincible. I'm gonna start playing in traffic. Um, <laughs> so that's the plan. <laughs> uh, and, but uh, Thursday I got my first dose, and Friday, dude, I was like, like don't get me wrong, I was I was not like bad bad yeah. like that yeah, yeah. bad, but I was like, dude, if I didn't have stuff to do, I would have honest to god went home and slept until Saturday morning.
0: Yeah, bro. I I feel that like you say you got the first dose, which which one I mean, I don't want to put your business out there, but which one did you get? Yeah, it's Moderna. Oh, you got the Moderna. Yeah, I got Pfizer. And um fuck, like like you said, like it's not to the situation where I like I just want to crawl into a hole.
1: But like uh, not, But given the opportunity to, you're not gonna say no. Correct. And I'm kinda of feeling a little like, you know. Little, yeah. I was um Like I said, mine was like a combination of like four symptoms combined. And Mm -hmm. if it was like one or two of them, I would have been okay. I would have been like, ah, I'll power through it. Like, because of the four, like, I was sore all the way around. I had a headache. My fucking, like, nasal cavities were just all out of whack and Mm -hmm. this and that. And then just, like, dude, this, like, overwhelming urge to just die. You know what I mean? (laughs) I was just like, I want to go home. I do not want to listen to The Chariot today, which is kind of new. And I kind of just want to, like, close my eyes for a little bit and see where I end up, you know what I mean? I feel And then, that. boom, I'm, I'm like, um I'm in a Kojima game, right? That's how they start. <laughs> yeah, here's something your like first, that. Here's your first vaccine dose. Ha, ha, ha. I yeah. am the villain.
0: Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> for All right, buddy. Are you ready to go ahead and get this podcast fucking cracking?
1: I am, sir.
0: What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Second City Kids Podcast, episode 169. One six nine. <laughs> nice, yeah, and we are back now. I know it's been a decent amount of time for uh, in between shows. You guys know the deal, right? You know we're only going to talk if we got a lot of stuff to talk about. And we've been—I mean, I speak for myself—and I know Gabe's been busy. Uh, we've been very busy over the last couple of weeks, so uh, we wanted to get together and do the show. Gabe actually said it after my or during my sister's wedding last week that he wanted to do the show. So if Gabe says it's time to do the show, you know it's time to do the show. So it's just
1: one of those things where you have a sweet spot where it's like, oh, we got a couple. Topics. Topics on there. we could probably get like 30 minutes out of it and then it's like dude this is like overwhelming right now if we put anything else on this thing we're going to run for 2 3 hours
0: yeah 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 and it's kind of hard to do that nowadays uh but Gabe how has your last couple of weeks been
1: good man i got uh sort of no complaints i got um some possible like uh big life changes coming up that i mentioned in the uh in the other discord channel that i don't want to mm-hmm. quite publicly state yet because it's going to be like you know, if you put it out there and then it doesn't happen, people are gonna be like, "Whoa, why? Why? What no. happened?" Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, and then today, I kind of wanted to throw this out there because I feel like it's kind of an issue and it's something I've been dealing with. I, I hardcore like relapsed today. I went out and I bought three hundred dollars worth of packs and cards. Oh no! Well, for what? What did you get? I, I got Yu-Gi-Oh. They dropped a, like a throwback pack uh, last week, and um, like the the nice shiny rares are like going for three to seven hundred dollars at the moment. And so my justification was, well, if I pull just one of them, I break
0: even, and plus I
1: get to keep all the other. I did not pull any of the five. Oh no! And so I was like opening them. I was like, well, you know, like running the numbers and the stats in the back of my head. I was like, yeah, well, like you know, I like statistically, I'm going to pull one, right? Yeah. I I was down to the last box. I bought three boxes. Whoa! I'm 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 down to the last box and the last like three packs, and it just dawns on me. I was like, they're not in here. (laughs) I was like, they're just not in here, right? Because, like, <laughs> you usually pull them either super early, like, first five, mm-hmm. or you pull it, like, middle towards the end, like, 11, <laughs> 10, 11 packs, right? And then, I like, feel. once you're down to the bottom, it's like the like the coffee grounds. They just sort of settle, and you know everything at the bottom is just kind of going to be Dookie.
0: Yeah, 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 for sure, man. I, you know, I've been doing the my mini baseball card collection, so I know the fucking feeling on that one.
1: Yeah, so I, I just, like, the guys uh, – uh, None of my friends went with me because I'm, you know, I just don't want that there. Um, <laughs> but uh, there were a couple of people in the shop were like, hey man, you pull anything yet? And I was like, no. <laughs> and I just, just this big stack of like cardboard um, and foil right next to me. And, and uh, I'm just like, man. it'll happen though. And then yeah. when I was like, leaving, I was like, well, if I buy three more bucks. So yeah. like, no, 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 no. I went in, I was like, I'm willing to lose these $300. I've had a good week, all my bills are paid and shit like that. And I was like, if nothing happens, I will have a stack of good throwback cards that I enjoy looking at at the very least.
0: Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair enough. Uh, Well, what are you looking for in particular? Is there anything in particular that you're looking for?
1: Yeah, so there's this uh, rarity in Yu-Gi-Oh! called Ghost Rare, and it's like super, like, it it, it looks like a ghost, right? That's like the point of it, right? Fair. And, like, there's five of them. And, um, like I said, like, the lowest one is, like, 300 bucks, and the money card is, like, $600 $600-ish dollars at the moment. It's mm-hmm. a very classic card. It's Dark Magician. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like one of the Yu-Gi-Oh cards. When you think Yu-Gi-Oh, you think mm-hmm. Dark Magician, Blue mm-hmm. Eyes White Dragon, even if you've only ever seen the game in passing. Those yeah. are two very iconic pieces. For sure, yep. So I was hoping, I was like, well, I'm probably not going to get the Money Money card, but I'll get a Money card. But yeah. I'm just sort of counting up my totals. And I'm like, alright, that's $60 I can recoup.
0: For sure, for sure. Yeah. I, mean, I, definitely, I definitely feel that uh, like I said, I've been doing my baseball card collection. Same kind of deal. You're like, okay, if I well, like, I, I'm in like, I was in the hunt for one card in particular, and I still haven't pulled one.
1: Yeah, and it's like you don't want to buy the single because, like, you tell somebody like hey man i spent like 200 bucks on this one piece of cardboard they're gonna look at you but if you tell them like hey about like two packs i had like 10 bucks yeah and i pulled my money card you know that sounds a lot better
0: absolutely for sure for sure all right buddy uh for me uh i've been very busy you know my sister's wedding which i would say was tremendously successful it was a hoot it was an absolute blast yeah it was an absolute hoot i usually hate these things like i don't like standing up in weddings i don't like getting dressed up it's literally the antithesis of everything that i enjoy uh but we had a good time uh, you and Nikki came by we had uh far too much to drink and i know you i, you, <laughs> I know you guys went out after the fact but uh,
1: uh yeah I was, I was gonna say i was like i was like i was pretty good and then we went to a bar afterwards right and i was like i like woke up the next morning i was like damn i kind of drank a lot last night but i like it wasn't hitting me you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah for I was sure like very well paced very i was like this is this is a feeling i haven't had in quite a while
0: absolutely so yeah an absolute blast uh and out, you know outside of what i got planned next which is my son's baby shower uh coming up in the next couple of weeks we're going to be relatively quiet here on at the hadamio household so uh gotcha. pretty pretty excited about the next couple of quiet weeks and uh got some things in the works myself that you and i will talk about off air and absolutely. uh it was finally nice to meet your girlfriend uh i have uh, I'm going to rant and rave about how wonderful she is, but we'll do that off air as well. And then, uh, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and just get into this fucking crazy ass agenda. All right.
1: Cool. So, um, uh, you know, I, I feel like when we tell our partners that like, Hey, I went down this YouTube rabbit hole, they like, don't get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's a very real thing. Like my girlfriend doesn't use YouTube like that. She'll mm-hmm. use it for like school stuff, and that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Whereas I would argue that YouTube is my main source of entertainment.
0: <laughs> I, I'm the exact same way, so I know exactly what you, you know what mean? I mean. Like, yeah.
1: like I have, we have the Netflix, we have the Disney, we have the Hulu, mm-hmm. um, and you know, we have the internet, sort of, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, I don't know. I feel like a quick 10-15 minute video, like on the drive to work, or like on my lunch, or even like some downtime at the office. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'll be like. I'll, I'll consume this yeah, right and it's sure. not like a guilty like i'm still doing work you can still sort of listen mm-hmm. in the background whereas i feel like a show something like sabrina or whatever fucking original you want to toss out there uh the visuals are a big part of it for sure and not to say that youtube's not but certain channels whatever right? yeah, yeah yeah i feel and so i fell down this like interesting sort of like rabbit hole where this uh person and forgive me i can't recall the channel name off the top of my head mm-hmm. but um they like do a Johnny Walker sort of walkthrough, a tier list, and things of that nature. And so, you know, wh- what brand or uh, color of Johnny Walker do you usually go for?
0: Uh, the least expensive.
1: <laughs> so red label. Red, okay. yes, red, yeah. And, and I would argue that most people go for red label. Mm-hmm. I, I I like my Johnny, and I don't mind spending a little bit on it, so we usually get black or double black in this mm-hmm. house, but it also doesn't go super quick. You know, It'll be like, oh, well, I'll buy a bottle. And then it'll like sit around for a while, you crack it open, half of it's gone. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's not like every weekend we buy a, a mm-hmm. bottle. But, so apparently there's a, a couple of facets. I have one fact and a, one rumor for you that I thought you'd find super interesting. Which oh. one do you want to hear first? Uh, give me the fact. Sure. Um, it, I'm going to pose it in the form of a question and you're going to answer it. How many bottles of whiskey or scotch has Johnny Walker distilled in the lifetime of the company? How many bottles, did you ask me? Yeah. Oh, it's got to be
0: within the millions, right?
1: Um, I'll, I'll accept broad answers, I uh, guess. Yeah, you, you, is that your guess? Like millions, hundreds of millions? I, I would say fifty million. Fifty million, not a bad guess. Um, so actually, they have distilled zero bottles because they blend whiskeys; they do not distill anything. Oh, I thought that was a fun one because I'm like, because you know, the, the the YouTuber posed the question. I was like, oh, it's got to be like a couple hundred million, yeah, not including shit from like. The 1900s, before there was like a proper inventory system, right? Huh. And uh, they're like, no, uh, Johnny Walker blends; they do not distill their own.
0: That's interesting. So where do they get? Where do they source their shit from then?
1: I don't know. I didn't go that deep into it because okay. I feel like that's its own rabbit hole. For sure. You know what I mean? And if you're looking up like that sort of stuff, Johnny Walker is going to put you on their black label list. See what I did there? Ah. Um, you know? And then some dude named Johnny is going to show up to your door, and his partner's named Walker, and they're going to just shoot you.
0: Johnny and Walker are going to fuck you up, huh?
1: Yeah, So, and then I'll give you this rumor first. And I, I kind of like entertaining the thought, but apparently there's a super secret uh, bottle of Johnny Walker out there called the White Label. Now, it's not the White Walker stuff with the Game of Thrones. It's mm-hmm. not the Jane Walker with the white sort of label. It's like Johnny Walker White Label. It is not commercially available. Hmm. And um, so the rumor states that you do not go out and buy... A bottle of this it gets delivered to you if you're that important you will get a bottle and i sort of like that i like this sort of like weird um i don't even know if to call it like folklore but i like this like weird sort of like mythos Mm -hmm. around just innocuous brands you know what i mean like johnny walker is a very like household name yeah and just you know if you're if you're that high up and you're that top dog shit at the end of the day you will get a bottle it'll find its way to you you don't find it
0: that's pretty cool very exclusive I I don't
1: know I just thought it was something cool
0: absolutely yeah because you talk about the YouTube rabbit hole yesterday I was I I asked like I posed the question on uh, how exactly do hot springs get hot found that out and then somehow I ended up in Iceland trying to find out uh, Icelandic vowels like it ended up (laughs) Yeah, and then, you know,
1: before you know it, it turns out that this YouTuber, his cousin's roommate's uncle's goldfish's owner was roommates with Veli Velo, and then you're like, boom, well, now I gotta go on a him kick again, right? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. That's how rabbit holes work, is just loosely interconnected topics, and then before you know it, you leave YouTube on for long enough, and you're, like, wrapped back around to a video you saw a decade ago. Yeah. You're like, why does this have 10 million views?
0: Bro, that's how I ended up back with the fucking Angry Video Game Nerd the other day and i've yeah, been on, i've been on this crazy Super game. relevant super relevant one of the uh, og youtube stars I, I would have to say uh and yes he's one, still one of the most
1: consistent youtubers as well absolutely in quality and in quantity
0: yeah if anything he's gotten better over time like a fine wine man it is what it is absolutely all right so let's go
1: ahead and get into it cool uh let's talk movies tvs and books i kind of threw this out there what horror movies or series do you think should have done better bigger numbers
0: Oh, uh, horror series that should have done better. Um, Huh, that's actually a very interesting question. I'm surprised we haven't gotten more screen movies, if I'm being honest. More screen movies? Yeah. And
1: you say that because the the upcoming sort of revival is happening?
0: Supposedly. I believe it when I see it. I believe it when I see it. (laughs) Um, Cool. Let me think. Oh, shoot. I
1: I think this is a a super hard category to qualify because mm-hmm. like a lot of horror movies don't do big numbers mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah just. Like, the- i'd say 90 percent of horror movies don't do big numbers J-
0: just the nature of the genre because i think I-, I tell this people all the time that there's something about horror that people automatically tack in the bad label with like if it's a horror movie it's bad
1: well i i actually have an explanation for that right okay it's because horror is one of the cheapest genres to produce and so, for a while, a lot of these companies were just churning them out. And they're like, okay, well, if it costs $2 million to make and we get $4 million back off it, that's still a profit.
0: Yeah, that's true. You know,
1: and that's why you get all this schlock out there.
0: Especially, like, uh, there was an era, and you know it, from, like, the mid-2000s to, like, maybe about five years ago where they were doing PG-13 horror movies. And it's just movies for goofy teenagers to go see over the weekend that are horrible. But... Like you said, relatively cheap to produce and you're going to get your money back because teenagers are going to see their horror movies, quote unquote, you know. So I could see that.
1: And there's there's also like this weird double edge to horror movies, because I feel like it's one of the few genres that you're like, let's go see it because it's so good. But also let's go see it because it's so bad. You know what I mean? For sure. So you kind of have two wiggle rooms here. Yeah, you don't... can make it so terribly dog shit that it's almost like a parody of itself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. people will be like, This is great. This is you'll have YouTubers writing like ten page like reviews <laughs> about how woke this movie is <laughs> so when in actuality the director was like no i thought it was very serious right right yeah
0: uh what's uh, the the most recent black christmas that was a good a good i don't know if you saw that but holy shit <laughs> my uh
1: my nephew is staying with us because they're remodeling his house and he's like he's 20 going on 21 you know mm-hmm. and we're slowly starting to like get along quite well you yeah. know what i mean yeah, yeah yeah and he was like uh we were watching a horror movie last night he's like hey can we watch this one horror movie i saw it i thought it was pretty good and I'm like, yo, dude, like, I've been watching horror for, like, much longer than you have. Cause mm-hmm. he's just getting into it. Whereas I feel like you and I grew up with it. You Correct. know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, and I was like, okay, we'll watch the trailer. It's not readily available to stream. If I like the trailer, we can rent it for the two or three dollars. How does that sound? Right? Okay. He's like, okay. And the premise, I can't remember the fucking title of it, but it's like, it's an app that you download and it tells you how much time you have left to live, right? And, okay. like, the main character, she downloads it. It's like two days and, like, 20 hours or whatever right okay and then slowly all the shit starts coming like true and i was like listen dude i've seen this sort of premise where um like oh you have x amount of time to live like the ring the ring yeah so (laughs) so many movies have done it like what newness can you sort of bring to the table with this premise yeah you know what i mean and i was like listen dude i got like 10 movies lined up for you in that sort of vein
0: that are way better yeah
1: that are, that are that are like tried and true, right? Yeah. uh-huh. And I just thought it was funny because he was like, "Oh, well, uh, you know, what about that like a like a horror movie where like the premise is that it's a game?" And I'm like, "Oh, so you mean Saw? Yeah. You want to watch the ten Saw movies, <laughs> the nine or ten that are out right now?" I am like, "I will save you the trouble. Let's watch the first three. Yeah. And then for we sure. can watch a highlight clip of all the best kills on YouTube. <laughs> like, don't waste, don't waste fucking fifteen hours or twenty hours watching all of them. Like, I, I will give you." the expedited process from somebody who has seen all of them
0: so this is uh G- gabe is officially in the Murtaugh category where he's just like i'm too old for this shit <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. like listen dude i sat through and watched all of the hellraisers i can tell you the only <laughs> ones worth your time are one three five and then maybe seven depending how like spicy you're feeling right
0: yeah i no, no, definitely for sure uh man but going back to your n- original topic what like i feel like all the good horror movies did good numbers Blanket. yeah
1: and then like it's also i was gonna say this is like a hard category because it's like just because a movie doesn't do super well right now in theaters a lot of these fucking films pick up cult, cult following classes, like yeah. a few months to a year down the line and then boom suddenly you have like a resurgence a resurrection merch mm-hmm. like all these like extras because the you know filmmakers producers directors studio was like oh shit people are like finally seeing um you know they're finally, getting around to it.
0: Absolutely. So yeah, I don't, I don't have an exact answer for you, but I have a feeling that's probably going to lead into your next topic here.
1: Uh, what's my next topic? It says mother. No, uh, no, 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 oh. no. No, that's a totally separate topic. I do have a movie. It is by our beloved uh, Sam Raimi. Oh, okay. Remember Spider-Man? I do. Uh, e- so Evil Dead, but it, okay, go ahead. Yeah, Spider-Man, <laughs> Evil Dead. There's a, there's a, there's a very sort of thick contrast here. Right? Okay. Uh, the movie is called Drag Me to Hell 2009. It's on Hulu. Okay. I am not going to tell you anything about the movie. Go out and watch it because it's properly fucking good.
0: Like actually good?
1: Like like Sam Raimi good. You know <laughs> okay. what I mean?
0: I don't know. Go ahead, Gabe. <laughs> it,
1: it, it, it's a good standalone film, and if okay. it didn't have Sam Raimi's name on it, it would still do well. Okay, fair enough. But I feel like his sort of um, directing style, you get a groove for it in like a good way okay fair enough does that make sense I'm not grading it on a Tarantino scale like you oh it's good because it's Tarantino yeah because I hate doing that yeah but it, it's a good name even if he wasn't at the helm okay I can get with that you feel me I can feel you on it's that it's a very good solid competent horror movie drag me to hell uh, it's on Hulu 2009 check it out it's absolutely worth the watch
0: okay fair enough fair enough Fair enough. yeah I definitely I definitely check that out I'm gonna put that on the, on the QEQ Excellent.
1: Uh, I got a movie review. Uh, My girlfriend talked me into watching Mother. Um, So it's a 2017 film. It sort of uh, it it pinged on my radar around that time. I never got around to it until now. Okay. Uh, So it's Javier Bardem, right? Okay. Cool. Uh, Dude absolutely murders it in this movie. Really fucking phenomenal. Right. Okay. Um, Here's what I'm going to tell you. I'm not going to give you anything about the movie except that it's Javier Bardem and his wife who's the main character they're rebuilding a house and javier bardem is a writer in this film and he's sort of like out of ideas right so he spends a lot of this time going like what is going to be my next big story like i was so good blah 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 like i need another big story and he's sort of out of inspiration right? okay. and so the wife is pretty much a stay-at-home sort of wife right mm-hmm. she like her, her essentially her job is to replicate the house from his childhood that's okay. it, right. So every day she does cool things, works here, works there. Super artsy. The house is absolutely gorgeous. And then sort of uh these two people show up, they take up residence, and they're just super weird and intrusive, right? And then as the story progresses, like um somebody dies. They hold a funeral and like this whole time Javier Bardem is being super like accommodating and like, yes, we can have it here. Like, these are new people. I need to hear their stories. I need like inspiration, even if it's from some folks we barely know. Okay. This movie is nothing what you expect it to be. And at the halfway point, it pulls a total number on your fucking head. And there's one scene in particular where you see it, you'd be like, Okay, I understand it. Okay. I nice. like the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh I like the movie uh properly good right my only issue is that once you hit that scene you know what this movie is about mm-hmm. and my 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 sort of issue is that it wasn't subtle enough for me but this story is not a subtle story okay so i think it's a properly good film i think it's properly shot edited directed and the the sort of when the reveal happens you're like oh my god everything makes sense now you're like i get it right and you sort of see the unraveling and you 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 understand it
0: Okay, fair enough. Fair um, enough.
1: I think it's worth the watch. Um I'm also of the mindset that you're either gonna love this movie or you're either gonna hate it. It's gonna uh, be one of the two.
0: Okay. Noted.
1: And not just not not as a Jake as an audience, but like in general, like you're gonna be about it or you're gonna be like, "Eh, ah, I didn't give a shit about it.
0: Okay. Interesting. Very, very cool.
1: So yeah, check that out. It's
0: on YouTube. Nice, I will. Next up, uh, the Conjuring. They have a, a new movie dropping. Uh, obviously, part of the Conjuring franchise. The good parts of it, because they have bad parts of it. Uh, it's called The Conjuring: The Devil Made Me Do It. Have you seen the trailer for this by chance? I have not. All right. So, like I said, uh, the con- the thing about the Conjuring that it does have the the branches of it that are horrible, and then they have the mainline stuff, which has all been really good so far. So, uh, this is more. This is all mainline. This is about the uh, the Warrens. Uh, and apparently, uh, there's some really, really good, uh, at least in the trailer, there's some very good moments of suspense and it's a very creepy, creepy shit that's involved in all of it so obviously like i said uh if you're a fan of the first two i have a feeling that you're gonna like the next one it is coming out relatively soon uh i think it's they've been working on it for quite a while but much like everything else in 2020 kind of got moved around and readjusted and it should be coming out soon and i definitely will be checking it out so if you have not seen the trailer for uh the conjuring the devil made me do it definitely check out the trailer uh very very creepy creepy vibes and uh in my opinion the conjuring Probably, especially that that first one, one of the scariest movies that I've seen. That is like an original idea. So uh, definitely check out The Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It, it should be coming out relatively soon. Cool. Next, Bean. so uh, <laughs> I, I so obviously I came for HBO Max for a couple of reasons. The number one, the number one of which is going to be later down in the in the the, the topics here. And I like how the topics are, gr- are growing as we go along. Um, Tom and Jerry. No, we need we need to edit. We need to edit. No, yeah. dude, we need to add. Yeah. Tom and Jerry. So Tom and Jerry obviously is a movie that came out relatively recently. Uh it was one of the hook, hooks for the HBO Max uh and I watched it. Believe it or not. Uh this movie was so fucking cute from top to bottom. Uh I don't know if it's um it's almost like a retcon of the Tom and Jerry lore, so to speak. Uh, but I've come to the realization of something while I was watching this film, and that is Jerry is a complete asshole. Yeah. I, I think I've learned that. Uh, I think when you're
1: it's a- the uh, SpongeBob effect, right? I, Where you sort of flip viewpoints.
0: Absolutely. And I think, like you said, when you're a kid, you think Jerry's the coolest thing. You think he's funny. But as time goes on, I think I'm more Tom than anything else. It is a very weird thing. I'm
1: just trying to hang out. Right? Yeah. He's just trying to live his life. 100%. And Jerry's like, hey,
0: hey, hey. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Chloe Grace Morris is in this and she is charming as ever. Uh, it's very hard for me, for her to be in a role that I just I just absolutely love her. She's fantastic.
1: She actually murders it every time.
0: Every right? time. Yeah, she, she's, she's great in everything. She has tons of range. Uh, and she's really, really good at this. It's a very, very cute film. Uh, it's not going to be an Oscar winning film, obviously. Uh, they integrate the animation very well. And, uh, you know, if you're if it's a fan of Tom and Jerry, you're going to like this movie. Very cute. Check it out. Uh, it's a C-plus. C-plus film. Loved it. Thought it was very, really, very really cute, though.
1: Cool beans. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad you went out and watched it. Absolutely. Um, so I slapped another movie review on here. It's called Above, So Below. Have you seen it?
0: I have never seen it, but uh, I am familiar with it.
1: Yeah. Um, so people kind of dive into the catacombs of Paris mm-hmm. to look for something. I'm not going to give away what, but, you know, it's a very sort of common uh, sought-after artifact. Uh-huh. Uh, it's not the Holy Grail, by the way. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, so I'll tell you this. I am not uh, I'm not a fan of Shaky Cam. There's just very few films that have done it well. Mm-hmm. Cloverfield, Blair Witch mm-hmm. Project, the original one. Mm-hmm. And everything else is just kind of meh for me, right, okay. in regards to Shaky Cam? Fair enough. Uh, this movie is Shaky Cam. Um, I'll, I'll tell you this. There's something about this film that makes you feel fucking claustrophobic makes mm-hmm. you feel like you're right down in the catacombs with them and I want to give a lot of praise for that because okay. it takes a lot for a movie to make me anxious and okay. now I was okay I kind of you know once you if you're a musician and you watch horror you understand the timing quite well there's a count to it right? Yeah. yeah. Um, now my girlfriend had to stop watching it after a certain point she
0: just was she had
1: to turn away she was like I am through the fucking roof right now and I cannot watch this Interesting, really. Um, I thought it was proper. There was a couple of good scares, and but just the overwhelming amount of creepy shit that goes on, blah blah blah, and stuff like that. And I was sort of counting the red flags before they got into the catacombs. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, where would I nope out, right? <laughs> uh, because you know, you know, urban exploration is really fucking cool. It right? is, and I'm yeah. not going to incriminate myself on uh, on podcast, but <laughs> but it's something that's definitely interesting to explore if you haven't. Yeah. Um, and just I was sort of counting them, right? I was like, okay uh cops catch one guy i was like i don't think i'd be caught caught like that i'd mm-hmm. probably be like the second person down this person was the last person to sort of attempt to go in okay and cops caught him i was like okay first red flag right you know hearts beating blah 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 and then just as they like keep going through and before the creepy shit starts happening i was like right here right here is when all the creepy half naked women painted in white <laughs> in the paris catacombs and they're chanting Right? Mm-hmm. I was like, this is where I nope the fuck out. Mm-hmm. I was like, if it's dimly lit and there are people chanting and sort of like a, like this weird like witch coven, I was like, I am out at that point. I don't care if it's a coffee shop, I don't care if it's a Target, <laughs> I'm out.
0: Hey, man, you haven't been to Target very often because that happens regularly at Target.
1: <laughs> I was there today, actually. It didn't happen today. So sh- I guess I'm going to all yeah. the right
0: Targets. Yeah, I, I probably, yeah.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I just wanted to give that movie a shout-out. I think it's a very solid, like, B, B, plus film. Okay. Um, easily one of the better, like, horror, horror films that come out in the past couple of years. Really? You know, I say that, but it came out seven years ago, 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely worth the watch and i think it has a very good sort of unique personality like i said it has the shaky cam but by the end of the film i didn't give a shit
0: i recall seeing this poster uh when uh i used fregu- poster yeah fregu- frequenting the movie theaters back in the day because that's actually after i had just stopped working there and me and adrian would yeah. go to the movies like every weekend i recall seeing this poster on the wall
1: yeah uh i'd say it's it's a good film and if you think you're okay in elevators with four or five other people think again <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. It's gonna make you feel real, uh, real conscious about those narrow hallways at work. That's all I'm gonna say.
0: Okay. Very, very cool. Excellent. Uh, I'm glad you liked it. Let's go ahead and move along to this because I believe you put this on here.
1: Cool beans. Have you seen the trailer for the new Suicide Squad directed by James Gunn?
0: Uh, I've seen bits and pieces of it. I, uh, you know, you know how I am. I'm, I'm at this point where I'm tapping out with anything DC related right at the moment, unless yeah. Um, I mean, you know thing. how
1: I am about superhero movies as sort of a general, right? Yeah. Now. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm actually super excited for Suicide Squad.
0: Yeah, we were talking all kinds of shit. What happened?
1: In in regards to what? Me talking yeah. shit?
0: Yeah, yeah. We we collectively have talked shit about this up and down. What, what 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 changed your mind?
1: Uh, what changed my mind? Honestly, James Gunn, man. I feel like he's gonna have his foot down in regards to a lot of things. I mean, he did Scooby Doo. He did Guardians. He did a lot of good things, right? Yeah. I, I feel. The, the, a lot were, more comfortable.
0: Those, those were the two good things, but keep going.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. There's still a lot of potential for sort of intervention uh-huh. and stuff like that with this movie. Uh-huh. I saw the trailer. I was like, I can dig this. It's yeah. properly bloody, too. I was like, okay.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Earn that rated R. There's um the, the big shark dude fucking eats someone in the trailer, rips them in half and eats someone. And I was like, yeah, maybe this is the Suicide Squad I, I never knew I needed, but now I want.
0: Uh, did you you know who's playing the shark guy, right?
1: Uh it's Vin Diesel. No, it's the other big dude,
0: Sly Stallone.
1: Yeah, there we it's go. The- I was like, I know it's one of the the buff dudes.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's <laughs> he's <doing the> <laughs> cracking going. me up on that, okay, but yeah, keep going. Sorry.
1: Wait, yeah, I, I don't know, dude. I just you know I see these trailers left and right, and like superhero things are like still sort of the big movie goer at mm-hmm. the moment mm-hmm. like i don't think we're gonna get out of that for at least another four years before people are like okay i think we've had enough
0: it's, um well, it, it's gonna take the mcu to fuck up in order for it, this to turn around the, for, for yeah. this to stop
1: yeah i mean look at the reign of star wars yeah right um yeah. even yeah. before the prequels right that's mm-hmm. still a solid 20 years a mm-hmm. little less mm-hmm. um dude i'm just i'm just hyped for it okay you know I mean? that's fair i'm just excited i'm, I'm excited to see which way th- shit goes and that that's about it dude that's all i gotta say about it
0: the thing th- the thing about it is that i think uh collectively we could all agree that there's two there are two p- bits of casting in this in the dc universe that has gone over extremely well uh we've talked about galaga dot wonder woman being one of them and the other one being harley quinn margot robbie so You know,
1: at, at first I was a little bit upset that they sort of reduced Margot Robbie to this role, mm-hmm. because I felt like it was one-dimensional, but then now, like, in retrospect, I'm like, now it's gonna be like, um, it's gonna be a Batman situation where it's like, how the fuck is the next person supposed to play Harley Quinn? Yeah, exactly. It's so spot-on, it's so good.
0: Yeah, for sure, so, um, I, I'm willing to give it a chance. I did see her, her, I guess, her quote-unquote solo standalone movie, uh, with the Birds of Prey, and I liked it quite a bit, so, I guess we'll have to wait and see. She she does a good job with the role. Uh, I think she has a very firm grip of the character. And uh, like you said, it's going to be very difficult to kind of see the next person in line. If there ever is a next person in line when it comes to Harley Quinn on screen portrayals. So it's going to be very interesting. Uh Let's move on. So with that being said, um, you know, the, the the new Batman movies coming out. At some point, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. we, we, we've seen the trailers. We like what we see so far. But I did catch something that kind of pissed me off. And it's not really necessarily related to the film, but more so of the idea that DC thinks they can do it. Uh, so the Batman film that's coming out with Robert Patson and Zoe Kravitz and all that good stuff. Um, apparently, it is a Batman, quote unquote, Earth 2 film. And, uh, when I saw it, I laughed literally out loud because I think it's hilarious and incredibly, uh, egotistical of them to believe that, uh, they could pull off an Earth 2 situation when they can't even get one universe, (laughs) you know, together and cohesive. Uh, it's hilarious. Yeah, I I couldn't, like, I couldn't help but to just kind of laugh because it's like, wow, you guys really think that we give a shit (laughs) about your collective extended universe uh, to the point where you could pull off, start to do Earth Earth 2 when you can't even get one, uver, one universe together and you can't even get uh, a group of fans to acknowledge one timeline. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. It just made me laugh hysterically uh, when I saw it. Um, I don't want to say it, it, it tempers my uh, excitement for the film because it doesn't, but it definitely makes me kind of roll my eyes a little bit when I hear Batman Earth 2. When it comes to the new Robert Pattinson Batman film. So
1: something like that, get get your first world in order
0: and ex- then we can talk. Exactly. And then, like I said, the, uh, I start. I, I tried, I attempted to watch the Zack, uh, Zack Snyder, Justice League cut, and I just could not get through it. I for the life of me cannot force myself to give a shit. I can't. And, that's
1: hilarious because I've seen people review it and go, it was totally life changing. My uh, opinion on the entire movie is
0: bro. Uh, I'm about halfway through. First off, it's too, it's uh, the reason why it's four hours is because 30 minutes of it is fucking slow motion. I can't do it. I can't. There's something about it. it. I just can't get behind it. And I get like, cause a lot of people who like it, it's because it's giving more shine to like the flash and cyborg. And sure. But I, I just can't, I can't, I couldn't get through it. I couldn't get through it. So, um, It's going to be a hard skip on the Snyder Snyder cut for me. And I know I haven't really watched the full film, so I can't have an opinion, according to some people. Uh, But fuck that. I'm not watching it. I can't get through it. I'm not into it. It is what it is. So that's my opinion on the Earth 2 situation. I find it incredibly hilarious, and I'm pretty sure you feel kind of the same way. Cool. So let's talk about this. So uh, Because this was supposed to be like the headlining story when uh, <laughs> when we originally when I was originally planning to do the podcast but Godzilla versus Kong I'm, have you seen this no all right uh, I don't know how crazy you are about the Godzilla monster universe situation that legendary films has been pulling off over the last couple of years I'm a big fan uh, I don't know how much you've seen of the, the Kongs and the Godzilla movies thus far but I will say that they finally in my opinion they finally got the mix Right. Alright? Um because if you're a fan of these Godzilla monster movies, I believe that the plot is secondary. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh what matters is are you doing these creatures justice? And finally they have. Alright? Uh Godzilla vs. Kong is everything that a monster fucking fan wants to fucking see from their monster films. Um you got you give both hen creatures the the right amount of shine. Uh, but I'm not going to go on spoilers here. The right result happened is all I'm going to say. <laughs> all well, right. And, um, overall had a, a lot of fun. It was beautifully shot. Absolutely. Gorgeously shot. Um, and the, the human characters weren't super intrusive to the main plot. And that is watching Kong and Godzilla throw down. So hundred percent recommend. I love it. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, Would the casual movie goer who doesn't give a shit about these creatures care? Probably not. But I am the target audience for this film. And I thought it was an A minus. I absolutely loved it. It was fantastic.
1: Well, A- minus on Kong V. Zilla. Yeah. About what is up next? Mortal Kombat. Yeah. So this also dropped this
0: weekend. Have you seen this?
1: No, I do plan on seeing it, though. So if you could avoid spoilers for a little bit.
0: I will uh but i will kind of talk about the general perspective on it um because you know we, we have talked hours upon hours on end about the franchise right you and me collectively from movies to gaming to whatever it may be anything mortal kombat has touched uh i i would think that both of us are pretty big fans of the franchise uh this was something that i was looking very um intensely for uh forward to uh, and I was slightly worried because uh, I, while I did like the, what the trailer is giving me, uh, there were some character things that came up that I had some issues with. Um, with that being said, uh, Mortal Kombat dropped, shot beautifully, looks great, and if you're looking for kind of a because uh, there, there's there's two Mortal Kombat camps, right? There is lore versus gore, or lore over gore, or gore over lore. I'm a big fan of the lore of Mortal Kombat. I know you say fighting games, uh, plots don't matter. So depending on where you fall in that category, you're gonna like this movie more than other half. I liked it. There are some issues. Uh, but I think we will wait to talk and discuss those issues when you finally see it. Big uh,
1: issues? Tiny issues?
0: Ah. Uh, shit. I don't wanna, I don't wanna say big issues, cause I don't think it is. Noticeable. Yeah, noticeable. That's, that's, that's the word that I would use. Definitely noticeable issues in regards to lore and timing of certain things. Uh, I think that Mortal Kombat being what it is, they kind of de-emphasize a particular very large aspect of it. Uh, which kind of made me upset, uh, to a certain extent. And there was one portrayal of a particular character. You're gonna know exactly what I'm talking about when you see it. That really upset me. <laughs> I was I, I repeated it multiple. I'm like I cannot believe they did X character like that. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna know. Most people probably wouldn't give a shit because it's not like a main event character, but uh, a character that I am a big fan of. So uh, I don't like the way they designed this particular character, and I didn't like he didn't have any lines. <laughs> like I don't I don't I don't get it. But overall, I would say that the star of the show is Kano. In a weird turn of events, <laughs> Kano is very, very likable in this. Uh, even though they tried to um, kind of counter that, they, they, they made him very likable and all that good stuff. Um, for a casual fan, for a person who doesn't care super hardcore about the franchise, you'll probably like it. My wife liked it. She thought it was really cool. For somebody who is more nitpicky like I am, um, you probably won't like it as much. But uh, I think it's the second best Mortal Kombat movie we've ever had. So, aside from the first, aside, yeah, right next to the first, uh, because Adriana said, Oh, it's well, people are saying it's the best one. I'm like, Ah, I'm like, that 1995 version is still far superior <laughs> to this film, but it, na- it's
1: wild how well that holds up. Yeah, it, like, it really actually, is. Actually, no sarcasm, no satire involved.
0: Yeah, absolutely, it, it really is. Um, I think because I, I don't know, I think it just got the characters right. And yeah. for that original Mortal Kombat film, I think I, I, I have talked about at length how Liu King is fucking Mayo to me. Uh, they made that character not Mayo in the original 1995 Mortal Kombat. So they kind of give him an edge, and uh, I like that. You know, he was kind of us in that role where you're kind of like, really? Like, this shit doesn't really... It really doesn't make sense, you know? Uh, and they did a good job with that character. Now, they fu- totally fucked that up in Annihilation, but we're not going to get into that. That's a conversation for a later date. But... um yeah, so I liked it. Uh, I think the action films were, or the action moments were really well shot. The fights were really good. The design for some of these characters were like, whoa! <laughs> like, I don't want to spoil it, but there's a character that I'm like, that's the best that character has ever looked. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I liked it. Uh, could have been better, but I think what they're trying to do is, uh, use it to springboard into a franchise. Uh, that's the, the feeling that I got from it, and that's what, how you're gonna feel at the end. Um, I'm going to say that the portrayal of sub zero was spot on. I cannot believe they actually took that approach with him. He was borderline horror villain borderline in some moments. So, uh, sub zero was absolutely fantastic. I love his portrayal. They got that. They got that right. They fucking nailed it. And, um, v- very mixed bag is what I'm going to say. I'm going to say a B minus, uh, just because you put mortal Kombat in it. I'm going to be a fan regardless. So, um, like I said, mixed bag overall, but I liked it, I would say. Cool. For sure. So, going back to the kind of the superhero topic, we probably should have rearranged these topics a little bit better. <laughs> oh, but uh Falcon and Winter Soldier has ran its course, six episodes long, completely fucking wonderful. I don't know how they continue to do it. Uh, they've spared no expense on these Disney Plus properties, uh, the series from WandaVision to this. Oh, my God. It is so good. Uh, they do such a good job uh, with these. And they took two characters. Well, especially one. One particular character, the Falcon, that you really didn't have a whole lot of backstory on and maybe didn't particularly care about. And they made you care about him. So uh, I'm uh, going to say that if you're a fan of like John Wick, you're going to like these this, this this show. So definitely check it out if you haven't. Uh, it's an A+. It's both, both of them have been A+. pluses. Both of those Disney uh, Disney Plus uh, Marvel shows have been A+. pluses. I am very excited for Loki coming uh, within the, the next couple of months. So definitely excited. Uh, loving it. Loving it all. So definitely check out
1: Fountain Winter Soldier. Cool beans. Let's dive right into gaming. Uh, so Sony acquires Evo. Weird. Um, a little bit. Do you think they're going to try and phase it out like, I don't know, like Super Smash Bros. or something?
0: Uh, so from what? <laughs> From what I understand, they're not going to push their properties to the forefront of this that's what uh that's what they've said but will the the people who hold the properties will will Nintendo be okay with using Super Smash in a in an event sponsored by Sony whether they're putting playstation PlayStation 5s as an example on the banners? Will Microsoft be cool with Killer Instinct being played at an event where PlayStation Fives are on the banners? You know, so I don't really see a big issue with people who aren't console exclusive. I don't really see that being a problem, and I don't think. Well, I mean, I guess Street Fighter Five was console exclusive, but um, I don't really see a big issue with it. I think it's more from the perspective of the people who are making the games. Are they going to be okay with Sony? Um being at the forefront of it. I don't know. Uh what is your opinion on the matter?
1: Um, I think it'd be wise of them not to push it. And I think they're actually going to go the other way and since it's, you know, now sponsored by this massive fucking company. I think mm-hmm. they might try and bring some stuff back around that like maybe just I don't I don't want to say faded into obscurity, but like had a very strong, steady fan base mm-hmm. but couldn't quite make it to Evo. Mm-hmm. So I'm expecting the return of some maybe older fighters or some more underrated fighters.
0: Okay. Yeah, I I can see that happening. Um, Like I said, I I don't think the issues are going to come from the Sony end. That's what I believe. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Especially with Sony kind of refocusing its attention on America uh, because they've kind of closed down a bunch of Japanese studios, which upset a lot of people. Uh, but I think with the, with the renewed attention on America, I think they're gonna try to keep what goodwill that they have. Cause it's very hit or mix, miss right now for them and the goodwill that they have from the community. So, uh, I think it's kind of funny. And like I said, very weird. Very, it's just a strange, strange, uh, acquisition for them. I don't know. Um, because...
1: It just feels a little off. Like it makes sense, but it feels a little off.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like, um, Kind of like something like a C2E2 as an example, right? C2E2 was kind of those underground. Yeah, just Marvel
1: thing. bought up C2E2, yeah, it, it pretty much the exact same thing. Exactly, like, exactly.
0: You know, are you
1: going to see more Marvel things? Probably, yeah, probably. So, but is it going to totally overwhelm and not let DC in?
0: No. That, I, that I, honestly, you nailed it on the head with that. That that's perfect. Um, it's it's going to be kind of it's kind of a weird thing, and um, we'll see what happens. Uh, I mean, I'm glad that. Uh, they're kind of planning EVO to happen still this year. I know there are some concerns about some of the titles that have been picked because they don't have particularly good online. And obviously we are not out of the woods when it comes to this whole COVID-19 situation. So, um, will guess we'll have to wait and see what happens with that moving forward.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about some Call of Duty. Uh, just want to talk about it. Uh, COD World War Two is
0: again scheduled. <laughs> COD World War Two Vanguard is scheduled to be the next Call of Duty. I think it's tremendously, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it's tremendously blind <laughs> to what the, I think the people, the COD community as a whole wants. I think a lot of people will agree that World War Two was not a particularly good game. So I find it hilarious that they're like, well, here was the sequel to that. <laughs> it's like, well, what's next? call of duty infinity war, uh infinity war 2 is, is that the, the next thing like I don't, I don't know uh infinite war whatever the fuck the game was called uh <laughs> infinite warfare whatever the fuck it's called um like it, it's very if all like it just makes them look like they're not paying attention <laughs> you know um so whatever i mean i'm sure i'll buy it uh i've only successfully um slightly boycotted one call of duty and that was uh Infinite Warfare and even then I t- still technically bought it even though it wasn't for the actual game <laughs> so um you know I guess we'll have to wait and see I didn't hate World uh, World War 2 like a lot of people did but uh I know that as a whole like competitive hated it so we'll have to wait and see and it's not really a situation where we could say well they don't have to care about competitive but they do because they're the one that are sponsoring it now you know what I mean so yeah. <laughs> it's, it's their thing it's Activision's thing the CDL is Activision's thing so um, I just think it's kind of interesting that they decided to go that route.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's all I really have to say about it. Cool beans. And with the uh, new Call of Duty, obviously, it's going to release on the new gen of consoles, which you have acquired.
0: Yeah. So after all this time of uh, telling myself that I wasn't going to worry about it, it <laughs> uh, turns out that I am worried about it because uh, we were able to uh, get a hold of one. I got a PS5. And, uh, a couple things. Notes. Holy shit. It is gigantic. <laughs> That's number one. I just wanted to make sure everybody was aware that the thing is fucking huge in a good way. It feels hefty. Uh, it's beautifully designed. It looks very good, very good on the shelf. Uh, but I think it's kind of hard to have an opinion on games because it's all last gen stuff that we have on it currently. Uh, the first real quote unquote, um, game that was designed for the playstation 5 comes out next week it's called returnal uh which i will be getting and i will be doing a review for um but there is one thing that i have to say about it that makes it feel like it's next gen and that's the fucking remote uh i think you and i had uh mixed opinions on the dual sense right i think um yeah i think we both had kind of like a mixed opinion on it um i think you and i both mentioned it really depends on how it feels well let me tell you It is very interesting how they managed to program this little guy. Uh, because in this situation, let's give you an example. Call of Duty, right? Uh, you're used to your remote kind of just feeling a particular way. Uh, with this, it actually feels like you are firing a weapon. Like the weapon, like the control in your hand feels like it has the recoil pattern of an actual gun. So in that sense, it is totally next gen. How the gun makes you, how the remote makes it feel in your hands. Uh, they have um, asteroids, whatever Astro's Playhouse or whatever the fuck, uh, the, the game that kind of gets launched with the title to kind of be like a demo for the remote. Uh, it is like full steam ahead with that. Uh, you could feel how different things feel in your actual hands. So uh, I think it's kind of interesting um, as far as the game so far that I've taken advantage of it. Not very many of them, obviously, uh, but that's why I'm looking forward to Returnal because apparently uh, it is taking the dual sense into full account when it comes to the development of the game. And apparently you're supposed to be able to feel like rain even, like, on the character. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm very, very, uh... very excited for it. Uh, I think that it brings potential. I think um, one particular thing about the last gen that was extremely underutilized was, like, the touchpad. Right? And I think when uh, they kind of talked about haptic feedback uh... With the remote, I think you and I both kind of like, well, it's, it's the gimmick. It's the gimmick for this generation, right? Um, I think it has the opportunity to become less of a gimmick and become more of a standard moving forward. So, um, so far, so good. Very, uh, very few complaints. I'm very excited to look, uh, looking forward to the ability to actually extend the memory of the, or the, the storage of the console. Uh, because I've already capped out. Because fucking Warzone, don't get me started. <laughs> but um, so far so good. I-, I like it. I like the stand. Uh, like I said, it looks very good on a shelf. It fucking, you-, you see my, you've seen the-, the my PlayStation Pro, right? The God of War one that I have. Yep, dwarfs it. Wow. Yeah, it is fucking gigantic (laughs) i pulled it out i'm like holy shit i had no idea it was gonna like everybody said it was big no it is fucking huge so um very interesting to me and uh, i like it so far so uh, i'm not gonna go crazy i think uh, i think it's fair to say uh, when it comes to reviewing uh consoles i think you have to wait a couple years down the line before you could actually give an opinion you know i'll all i'll say is that i like it a lot so far and we'll see what happens moving forward Very excited for the future, though. Very excited. Speaking of uh, the future, uh, this is kind of got to talk about
1: the past.
0: Yeah, we have talked about the past a little bit. Um, So uh, I I guess they've kind of gone back on this a little bit. But uh, we were told that officially the PlayStation 3 store was going to shut down. Like they were going to officially stop selling games digitally through the PlayStation 3 store. Uh, Sony has officially gone back on that. <laughs> uh, they've backpedaled very fast because, as a whole, I guess the community kind of has been like, well, hey, we still play our PlayStation 3s, and this is like the only readily available to retail PlayStation 3 games, right? Because they don't sell 3 games anymore, right, mm-hmm. uh, physically. So they're like, well, this is how we buy our games on 3, and if you want to totally piss off a very small but very vocal uh, group of people I would recommend that you keep it. So, basically, uh, they have acquiesced to them. They have bow- uh, bowed to them and said, okay, fine. We will keep the PlayStation 3 store open. Uh, th- there will be a day where it shuts down. But for now, it's staying open. Uh, but they have completely canned uh, the PSP library. Because uh, who the fuck is playing the PSP any fucking way? Uh, so, um, I thought that was kind of interesting. Do you have an opinion on the matter?
1: Um, I, I think it was about time. It's sad to see it go. But, I mean... You know, we're already two gens ahead of what mm-hmm. was bound to happen at this point. Yeah. And I just found it
0: interesting that they kinda of started backpedaling on it. I thought that was funny, in my opinion. Uh, so that's that. Let's get it let's get it going.
1: Uh music news and reviews. So a highly anticipated single finally fucking dropped. Uh the devil wears Prada does indeed wear Prada. Chili <laughs> Cheese enchilada. Um <laughs> So, termination from Zombies 2. Yeah. Uh, I think the internet broke a little bit when they announced they're doing Zombies 2, which is funny because I, uh, I think I mentioned on this podcast that I asked Mike if they were ever going to do it when I had the meet and greet. They, uh, they're like, yeah, we might do a Zombies 2, but he was like, we were thinking about doing a cowboy EP. So. <laughs> That's kind of funny, actually. <laughs> so much for the uh, cowboy EP, right? I mean, you never know. Um, yeah, you never know, right? They might have it in the bag. Don't, don't paint the um, Intel corner now. <laughs> what do you think about the single? Okay, so.
0: Uh, I will say, uh, my first initial listen through, Oh my God, Jesus Christ. I think I had a stroke. Uh, my first initial listen through, I was very confused. (laughs) Not because it sounded bad. It sounded good. What was there was good. But to me, for my first initial listen through, it sounded very disjointed. It sounded like pieces were unconnected in certain, in certain respects, it kind of felt like the way I'm going to describe it um was like Ludens from By Bring Me the Horizon how that song kind of sounded like you were switching radio stations halfway through. That's how this kind of felt like to me. Uh but I will admit with subsequent listens listens throughs I like it more. Uh there are aspects to it that I really really like. Um I just thought it was kind of uh an interesting choice for the first single of this EP. Like you said very highly anticipated. Uh I think you and I can both say that the original zombie EP is one of our favorite zombie media period. You know what I mean? Uh, because it kind of captures the essence of the media itself. And, um, with this, I'm not, I'm not going to say disappointed. i am just, I'm more intrigued. I kind of what, kind of what to see what they're going to do moving forward with it. What was your opinion?
1: Uh, it was okay. <laughs> that,
0: nice. That's,
1: that's kind of my opinion. Um, it, it's a fine single. I have nothing against it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, it's a lot more aggressive than sort of their last work. I'm still excited for the EP, but like mm-hmm. I was telling my coworker because he, he asked me about it. I was like, there's no way this is the meat and potatoes. Yeah, I, I hope not. <laughs> there's no way. I feel like this is like, um, I don't want to say feeler track. I feel like this is something in between the killers. An or you feel me? An ordoofer. An ordofer. An Ordoofer, right? Yeah. I'm just, um, it, it's perfectly fine. I listened to it twice. Whereas I still listen to Zombie EP a whole decade later, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna say I'm worried because I'm not, but I'm also like kind of not in love with this single. That's okay. fine. I, you know, I don't have to be. A lot of people do enjoy it, but mm-hmm. uh, I dude just chainsaw sampling. Please. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, yeah, I, I agree. Like I said, I'm not not particularly worried about it because I know that with product comes a certain level of quality. And we know we're going to get it. It's just interesting that they've chose this to be the song that kind of represents the mission statement. Yeah. Uh, because that's you and I have talked about it. That's what a first single is, right? Um, so I like it. Um, not crazy in love with it. If you had me list out all the zombie tracks total, this is at the bottom,
1: <laughs> you know? I would <laughs> absolutely agree with that statement.
0: <laughs> so, uh, but what I'm most looking forward to is because I think we both can agree that. Uh, Jeremy's vocal performance has changed drastically yep. from the original zo- from yeah from the original zombies to where we're at now, and I'm really looking forward to his performance. Uh, with that being said, uh, we don't have Chris Ruby anymore, right? Uh, Chris Ruby was like the guy who established the vision for the original zombies. I mean, he, he does all the guitar work, all the main guitar work. So with Chris being gone. Uh, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing how the transitions because for the space EP, Chris was gone, but I think that was a good choice for that particular aesthetic, right? Uh, for this one, let's see how much they miss that, that, that leadership to the heavy song writing. So I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I liked it. Not crazy, crazy about it, but I liked it a lot.
1: Cool cool yeah. yeah very much in the same camp um like i said i'm hoping that this is something that they're like oh let's get them like l- let's like downplay their expectations a little bit like Let- if you love it you love it but if you're not crazy about it you'll be like oh okay and, and then like when they drop the mm-hmm. whole thing you'll be like oh my god
0: yeah exactly that, that's what i'm hoping for too good not great
1: yeah uh next career in review so
0: i have decided on the next career in review because i believe it is my turn because i we did the chariot last right is that right?
1: Yep. Uh, I have my notepad here. Go the, ahead.
0: The next career and review that we will be doing for you guys on the Second City Kids Podcast is Taking Back Sunday.
1: Oh yeah. yeah! I saw you queued up um, Ocean Avenue in the Discord.
0: Yeah. So Taking Back Sunday. Oh, that's, uh, oh yeah. That's, that's totally. Wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know it is. <laughs> I, I know it is. Uh, I wasn't going to give you too much shit for that, but uh, you did it yourself. Um, yeah. So we will be doing Taking Back Sunday. A full career in review and they got a decent catalog. So it should be good to check out. I think you and I could both agree taking back Sunday, one of the quintessential emo bands from the early 2000s. And, uh, we yeah, will see. Yeah, no
1: ifs, ands, or buts about that.
0: Absolutely. And, uh, one of the most important bands in our scene. I think we both could agree on that as well. And, uh, let's check it out. I'm sure we're, it's going to be quite the fun conversation. The next career in review. Which I'm sure will be the next podcast is Taking Back Sunday. So I'm really excited, looking forward to it. I really I already kinda of started. I gotta jump on it, obviously, because it was my idea. <laughs> so uh yeah, Taking Back Sunday is gonna be the next one.
1: Plus Awesome, awesome, I, awesome.
0: Plus I also kinda of figure a little bit of a different uh, vibe than the other bands that we reviewed. So
1: Yeah, absolutely. Let's uh get into the certified bangers of the week. A little outdated at this point because mm-hmm. Risk Meat Razor did indeed drop a new single, but I played it for you. What did you think? Because i yeah <laughs> <laughs> um I'll, i think the addition of uh knocked loose i think isaac produced it yeah if i'm not mistaken i i, uh, I, will, I thought that was a good addition i think those two blends bands blend very well
0: i will say it's probably their best single or best piece of music that i've heard from them so far i will say that
1: sure and this is a band you like really did not agree well, with when not they first came not
0: out. crazy about <laughs> not crazy about them at all uh but yeah uh like i said i think it's probably the best thing that they've done so far uh, and uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see what they do moving
1: forward with it. Colby, speaking about another band, Victims. Slaps. New Face, Same Loneliness. Sl- Great fucking title. S- I love the double slashes. Something about the double slashes get me. Slaps. Yeah, um, irreparably destructive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Properly fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, just Victims is a band that just needs more love and attention, <laughs> and uh, I feel like it's something – we give them, but it's definitely not enough from what they deserve. You, you know, know what I mean? You
0: know what's funny? I reached out to them on Twitter, and would be like, hey, can yeah. I play your guys' music during stream?" And there was, like, one more reply. "Yeah." <laughs> That's
1: all you need sometimes. You just yeah. need a yeah. Yeah, And I'm like, oh, sorry. yeah. Check that shit out. I don't know what they got in the works. I'm assuming an album or an EP. And watch it's probably already dropped by the time, like, this goes live. They, but-
0: um, they dropped a cover of a Chiyoto song.
1: Yeah, um... Uh, the word best friend redefined right best I like it better than the original <laughs> hot take. Hot oh fucking take. my
0: goodness okay I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into an argument with you about that
1: <laughs> spicy hot ghost pepper take
0: yeah for sure. For sure. Uh, you yeah, will probably alienate a certain, certain group of people, but I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm, watch. I'm
1: gonna have all the Chiotos fans just tweet, that Yeah. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, oh, dude. I'll
0: just let, let you know, I'm tweeting that out immediately. <laughs>
1: <It's>, <laughs> be like, Gabe said
0: something really ridiculous on the podcast. We're not gonna get into it yeah. though.
1: Uh, yeah, you stick the Chiotos fan base and the Dance Gavin Dance fan, oh. fan base on me, and I'm just gonna. Be Ugh. Ugh. Gabe's gonna be. All tough right. Uh, let's talk about the tooth from yeah. the bear, the babe tooth. Bare tooth, um, two singles now. Devastation, and I can't recall the name of the new one that dropped uh, yesterday. On Friday.
0: F- f- uh, hold on let me. Pull it up. I have it. Actually, I have it uh, here. Hold on. Well, I did have it right here. Hold on. Give me a second, man. Fuck! Don't get me wrong. Rush me.
1: Uh, the past is dead. Yeah. Um. So obviously we weren't around for this, but New Coke. Oh. New Coke was like the previous album, or no? Hang on. What, what was this? The New what? Coke was the one people disliked, right? And Correct. they brought back Old Coke. Correct. Yeah, this is Old Coke. Okay, good, good, good. I'm like, wow, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, this is Old Coke. Because <laughs> okay. New Coke was, like, a- aggressive and the album after that. I was just like, eh, hey, whatever, bring back the, the sort of rawness. Okay. This, though, yeah. I think this satisfies all of the previous sort of elements. Okay. Combined. Good, because when you said New Coke, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, a- I, sorry, uh, I, I got fucked up with it. Uh, okay. But, yeah, yeah, this is Old Coke after New Coke.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I- I'm going to have to agree with that because uh, I think – um you and I both talked kind of like, well, you know, Beartooth, it's it's cool, but, you know. Yeah. I literally put away
1: both Beartooth flags. Yeah. That's yeah, how, like, yeah. not about Beartooth I was anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, you and I are like, well, they're just not going to be able to do the first. Like, that first CP and that first album were just absolutely genre-defining. So, you know, it's kind of hard to live up to that. And I think this one has a fucking chance,
1: Gabe. It's good, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm, like, excited for Beartooth again. What is this, 2015? Weird. It's
0: a fucking weird thing. I, and I, You and I always talk about it because I'm like, man. Uh, I said one time, it's kind of like my way of defining this is like, I wish I was I could be excited about a band as much as I was excited about Beartooth when they first yeah, it, came out it
1: broke the scene, yep. there's no way about mm-hmm. it, it broke the scene Yep, 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 so yeah, this this is pretty good, um,
0: closer to what I like and further away from what I dislike about them so, that's good stuff, I like it Which is weird, you know, it's yeah. like you don't
1: know what they quite changed, it's still Beartooth, but yeah. like there's something,
0: yeah, there's just something about it, I don't know they're not, maybe they're not as uh, aggressive
1: um, I, I didn't toss it on here, but Attack Attack did release a new single. Oh, and ugh. hang on, hang on, hang on. And, and, and this is a very twofold um, design, right? I'm going to say up front, I don't like it. Okay, fair enough. Good. It is a 42 second, like, instrumental produced sample. Um, I will say that what they did, though, what they did right about it was that they took things that are sort of popular at the time and made people hate it. And I feel like that's quintessential attack attack, at least in the moment. <laughs> it's almost like, uh, I, I, it, it's almost as if they, they're not actually coming back. They're just trolling. I just, okay. I could understand the first single that was released after the, the hiatus, right? I mm. could understand it where it's like, okay. Um, it just didn't work. And now they dropped this thing called Kawaii Cowboys. And like I said, it's a 42 second instrumental of like weird bubbly, like Southern guitar stuff. Like, I feel like it's
0: a fucking April Fool's joke that just went too far.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> and l- like I said, they did that part really well, where they take what's like hot and popular right now, and they made people hate it. That <laughs> that part is achieved.
0: <laughs> That's all I have to say about classic it. Classic attack, attack, just making you hate Cl- shit. Classic, that, yeah. Classic,
1: uh, just making you hate shit that you don't normally hate. Yeah, and this is coming from a dude who likes <laughs> attack, attack. Who likes Someday came suddenly? Oh, you know what I mean? If I'm saying that.
0: Uh, to, to me, if you guys, if you guys had to ask me what is Gabe's number one flaw,
1: it's that the fact that he likes Someday came suddenly. <laughs> Out of all the shit I like and listen to, after that Gore Grind cover of old McDonald in check, <laughs> you're gonna pick a tag attack. Yep. Yeah, because Gudalik's fucking smack, <laughs> Oh, by the way, if you're ever bored, you should watch one of their live shows. Dude, it is a blast. I, I, I bet. I bet it is. It is like not even in like a weird like they played at uh the the one you should check out is the set they played at uh, Obscene Extreme in like 2014. <laughs> dude, these dudes played at 10 in the morning and the fucking place was crowded to the nines. I was like, dude, I've never seen such a turnout for uh for like a band even at a warped tour at that early. You You're know what I mean? fucking lying. Don't lie to me. Dude, it's crazy big. And don't. then the camera pans, because it's looking at the stage, and they have the cameraman on the stage, and pans towards the crowd. It is massive. Don't, it is insanity. Don't fucking lie to me, Gabe, all right? No, dude, I did not know these guys were that big. Because you look at, like, the stream numbers, and you're like, okay, you know? But, like, you see the crowd, and you're like, holy shit, people get down to this. Obviously in Europe more so than here, but I was like, this is nuts. <laughs> this okay. is nuts. If, if this is like if fucking, like, it was in, like, 2009 played a ten thirty a.m. warp tour
0: set uh, you, you don't see it but I'm la- I'm rolling my eyes at you
1: <laughs> I, it's okay you said it so I understand yeah, but yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. telling you watch this set you're gonna be like holy shit I how did ex- these guys get I- away with wheels and grinds for fucking three minute to you know like a minute 20 to three minute songs for their entire discography and then this is the turnout it's insane I, I
0: don't I don't comprehend it I expect a video and the telegram promptly Okay.
1: (laughs) Done and said, my friend. Done and said.
0: All right. Fair enough. Last up. Uh, Northlane, they released like a, like a single. I think it's related to a fucking esports team. Am I right? I think I saw that. Uh, Northlane's kind of your vibe, by the uh, way. Oh, I, I, I like them, but like I don't know enough
1: about them to be confident to say anything. Uh, my vibe.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, um, so I believe, like I said, it's, it's like a, like a song for like an esports team that they s- sponsor or something. Uh, it's, it's, it's good. Uh, it's right in the, the pocket of Northlane. Uh, and everything they've previously done. Uh, not groundbreaking in any way, shape or form. Definitely not the next step, I don't think. Uh, uh, but um a very nice little track clockwork check it out Northland. good stuff
1: cool beans um any closing comments questions or concerns my friend I believe we did that and we did it in under or over just over an hour not bad not bad weird um, any any fun things uh
0: no i think i think you know uh like i said uh gotten you know baby shower coming up in a couple weeks i really don't have a whole lot to say
1: (laughs) yeah i uh i just started sowing some seeds indoors um so (laughs) that's cool yeah yeah my 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 goal is to have like um like a grow shelf of just common like herbs and spices that i can just you know because we do but it's outdoors so like you know that shit in the winter just is different yeah so i'm trying to have like a year-round kind of solution here fair enough you know because it, it, once you start cooking, you you notice right away. Yeah, right yeah, way. for sure, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah man. That, that that's uh that's what I got going on at the moment.
0: Okay, fair enough. I believe, Gabe, that was episode one hundred and sixty nine, one sixty nine of the Second City Kids Podcast. We'll see you guys next time for one seventy. One, seven, zero. That's crazy. That's a big number. And obviously that will be featuring or maybe headline by the Taking Back Sunday Korean Review and whatever the fuck comes up in between now and then. Thank you guys for checking out the Second City Kids podcast. We will see you guys next time on the show. All right. Uh, thanks for everybody who joined us live on Facebook and on Twitch. But I believe it is. That is all, man. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. And until next time. This is.